You got it again. Is that is that going like that? Yeah, it was close. It was really close. Oh, now it sounds off though. I don't think it could ride that long, but it was on there for a second. It's like when um when you're driving in a car and the windshield wipers match up to the beat yes. of the song, and then you get all stoked that they're that they're in sync, and then they eventually fall Always. out of sync. Always. Or very similar, you're in a car and the and the guy's blinker in front of you matches up to uh to the uh, beat of the song. I thought you were gonna. There's something else that I can't get out of my head, but there's another one that's very similar to the way that goes. Dun, 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 dun. I can't think of what it is. I want to think. I want to say when there's a rock in the tire. <laughs> but I don't know. And I always wonder when that happens. What is out? Is is it that the, the uh, well with the windshield wipers? It's obviously not a, a timed thing, like right? That because they move back and forth. But with with somebody's blinker, I feel like since that's that's a, a pulse that's turning a light on and off. I feel like that should be the constant, and maybe the song yeah. isn't played to you a metronome or something. Blinkers are in perfect metronome timing. I don't I don't know how that works. <laughs> I mean, I, I admit I do admit that I am the last person in the world that knows anything about anything when it comes to cars. So I'm sure that that's not true. But it seems like if there was some like like it seems like a strobe light if it's on a setting is going to the light's going to turn on and off at certain increments it's, it ha, it almost has to be like a timed out thing so that would be a steady constant so i, don't I know. you know i have no idea it's i don't 4 know. degrees above top dead center <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> who knows welcome to the awkward high five podcast hasbro's i'm devin and i'm richie mm. and a dusty supercomputer and uh welcome to episode 85 yep of the awkward high five <laughs> podcast it, 85 and an eighth. <laughs> um, I guess we have to we have to uh, talk about that because there was unfortunately about probably about close to 70, 75 people that that I could see. <laughs> that, that, nah, it was only about like thirty. Okay, all right. Is it? Yeah. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. Yeah. Um. So what happened was we had a bad episode on Friday, and uh, and you showed up in in not your best form. Um, there's many analogies for it, but I guess the one we could use, the biggest one would be that you were very, very tired that episode. Yeah. And I was very disappointed on how tired you were. It was hot outside. And and the reason that you got tired is because you were upset about something that was happening in your life. So like a, uh, you know, like, like a person in your situation does, you ran from your problems mm-hmm. behind the, uh, the veil of, um, of That's your tiredness. It. That's it. So it was just, uh, you know, material that was just not usable. And uh, podcast worlds. Well, I mean, I, I understand that we're trying to dance around the topic, but but to, to be fair to our to our listeners, what happened was, yeah, I uh, I had a clumpy stern moment. I guess I just you, you know, said that before. Made, what is a clumpy stern? <laughs> it was uh, in the movie Private Parts when uh, Howard Stern's wife has a miscarriage, and he starts talking about it on the air, and she fucking reams him out for it. Oh, okay, because he starts calling his. His wife's miscarriage, I guess whatever comes out of a female during a miscarriage, he named it Clumpy. <laughs> so he's like, he did this whole skit about Clumpy Stern where he talks to his miscarried baby and she fucking reamed his ass out for that. No so. wonder he's the king of all media, coming up with bits like that. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay. Yeah, I get it. So, all right. So, so a Clumpy Stern moment. You did. You did. Yeah, I, uh, I obviously, you know, just ran with a topic that definitely shouldn't have even been brought up because I made a promise. Uh, to people that I would uh, say whatever the fuck about myself. I don't give a shit about myself, but I would never drag anyone else into it and start exposing and airing out other people's business, which I totally kick myself in the ass for because I'm the first person to always be like, to make fun of Facebook and be like, I can't believe people air out all their personal shit on Facebook. That's so retarded. And then here comes Clumpy Stern. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I can tell you why you did it because you were fucked up. I know. And, 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 and what happened was... You came in here and you were all fucked up and I was pissed off from that, but but I, I wasn't gonna cancel another show. And then and then you said, Don't worry about it, I got shit to talk about and <laughs> and fucking and I was like, All right, and then you started talking about it and I even gave you well, I don't know if you ever saw because your eyes were slammed shut the whole time, but I gave you the look of should you be talking about this? You know, like like uh, is this and then you were you were kind of just like, nah, it's cool, it's cool. And uh, so I ran with it, you know, and and I didn't make an executive uh, decision at first to cut it because you seemed happy with it at, the, you know, at the end of it. And you should have just started playing Panama by Van <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the fuck. 
Um, so yeah. So basically what happened was you, you gave out some information that you should not have given out. Right. That's it. And it was too much of the show to, to, uh, to go back in and dig out and edit. And then also it was, it was a bad show anyway, because it's just one of, it's one of those shows that I didn't, I don't want to subject our audience to anymore of the shows of you backsliding and, and, and talking in that voice and not understanding anything I say and being <laughs> all over the place. The way, I agree. the way you are right now, snappy and responsive and ready to do the show. Is the way that you should always do the show. Yeah, I went back and I listened to the show before the bad one, and it was actually I actually enjoyed listening to it. So I uh, I'm making a promise that there will never be another show like that again. Really? Yeah. You're making a promise right now. Yeah. Now 100%. let me say, you, I know, I you've know made you've made some promises on the show that you haven't kept. Yeah. Or at least declarations of will that you haven't right, stayed, right, stayed right. on the same line. But too. you know, the, after listening to, because I never really get to catch our episodes. You know, being as non-technological savvy as I am and just, you know, lack of lack of technology itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically you just don't have the Internet. Uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a it's a rare thing. So mm-hmm. when I do get to hear it, I totally understand why it's better off this way. <laughs> well, it, this is this has been from the, the formation of the show. Uh, it was when when we first started this show uh, almost a year ago now. There was there was probably a few out of the first ten episodes that you were all fucked up on, mm-hmm. and you even said on the show afterwards that you went back and you listened to those episodes and you hated hearing yourself yeah, like that. True, and and you said back then like I don't want to be like that. I hate hearing myself like that. I think that I, uh, in a little bit of a way that might have been one of the first kind of like like eye opening moments for yeah. lack of a better term. Yeah, well, no pun of, intended. One of the bigger ones for sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I've had my share of uh, eye openers, <laughs> right? But, uh, yeah, that was one that, like, really, you know, got to my gut, for sure. And I don't want to make this a show about you and your drug abuse, but but the one thing that I, that I like that you could hear yourself that way is because when you're in the moment, and I dealt with it on Friday, uh, I was pissed off at you, I was annoyed at you, but I, but I still, we still did the show, um, and, uh, and I went through with it and everything, but the, the thing that kills me, and I said it on that show, is that, well, there's two things. When you're in that state of mind... You're number one. You become so defensive that you don't listen to anything. <laughs> so, like, I'll sit there and I'll just be like, Richie, you're not making any sense, and you're just you're not making any sense. You know what I mean? And then for like, like a, I'm rubber, you're glue, right. Type of situation. And then you don't understand anything that I that someone says to you. You you do this thing, and and I don't know if this is indicative of is all. Is it that, or is it I'm just not paying attention? Well, I I think that it's in. I it could be. I've tried. I've thought about this. There's two <laughs> tested options. Tested some samples. Well, out on well. It? Because you, there's been times, and I've said it on the show before, where you've been in that state where we've ar- you've argued with me over something that I was agreeing with you on. Oh yeah, you told me, and, that. and you do that often. Yeah, because I think someone else told me that once too. Yeah, like I, and someone else told me that I argue like with myself. Right. It, well, yeah, you do how, that. How is that possible? I, I don't know. Because <laughs> we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll say, you'll say something, and I'll agree with you, and you'll be like, "Whatever, dude," and, and like you'll start getting mad and start fighting with me. And uh, and I think some of it is that you you uh, I mean because you weren't paying attention that whole show the the last show you were you weren't it, it, it was you you were I, I, I was somewhere else I don't want to get too graphic into it but but yeah, all all of the the regular cliches that somebody in that state does as far as the nodding out and the rubbing of the arms and all that bullshit and then the eyes you were, it was one hundred percent that the whole time and, and uh, I was pretty much Ray Charles. And like you just you don't you don't get you don't get jokes when that happens you don't pick up on things you know it's just it's just bad it's just yeah. really really bad yeah I hear that and I and I run those episodes because that's part of this show is that that's part of one of the things that we're dealing with yeah. and we're trying and to I gotta up- get that out of my head because that's kind of where I almost justify it in my own head where I'm like oh well it's part of the show so you know but then I'm like nah why yeah it's it's maybe something that is, you know, discussed and thought about, but it, it shouldn't be something that's on the air. No, yeah, of course not. Yeah, at first I thought maybe, you know, it, it's it, maybe exposing myself in that way. People get a better understanding of what my situation is and why it's such a fucking problem, <laughs> right? You know, but enough is enough. Like, well, I, 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 I do think for anybody who, who, uh, and I, it's, it's hard pressed to believe that anybody in 2016 hasn't at least rubbed up against this a little bit because it's such a fucking epidemic now. But, 
Um, for anybody out there who's listening who maybe has never experienced a friend or a family member going through this, I'm sure hearing you on, on a certain some of these episodes, um, and, and most of them, the last episode is the only episode that we've ever taken down. Uh, you know, I had a, I had a little uh, fucking thing, a little legal uh, liaison happen because of one of these episodes, and we didn't even take that down. You know, like it's up. we didn't. I thought we did. No, 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 no. I just, I just decided to never talk about that subject again. Ah. But, but, but uh, this is, the, you know, but out of out of consideration for the person that you were talking about on last show, that's the reason you texted me and you said, "Hey, we got to take that show down." Yeah. If it was anything less than that, if it was because you wanted to take sh- the show down because of how fucked up you were, or or oh, I would or something that. like that. I know, but I I would have fought you on it. Yeah. But but the fact that you're like, we got to take that down. I said, okay, because, uh, you know, again, I left that episode going like, should I put this up? But then, you know, you were so confident in, in, in your in your intoxication that I was like, okay, well, I guess this is, I, you know, I, I, who was I to judge at that point? And I'm glad it was taken down before I ever got to hear it, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have it. I didn't delete it off my computer. Uh, you, can li- you can listen to it whenever I, you want. I have no desire to listen to it. That, that is going to stay in the archives. It's just we'll never, <laughs> it'll never see the light of day ever it'll again. stay in the ether. So, uh, so um, if, I, if for some reason I have an untimely death while we're still doing the show, what you might want to do is go into the, the AI5 folder on my um, laptop, find episode 85, the one on top from an earlier date, and go ahead and delete that sucker. <laughs> okay. Before, you know. And then I'll blame Hillary for your death. <laughs> well, all right, we're going to talk about that in yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because it's funny the way you said that, because that's, you know. But I guess uh, I, I was trying to make a point, which I totally lost. Uh, I, I guess what I was saying, is, what was I saying? I was saying that we, we that was the only episode that we ever deleted. Yeah, you were saying how, you know, when I told you, it was mostly, you know, because if I wanted to take it down because I didn't like the way I sounded or, you know, it was shitty, then, you know, why? I wouldn't even. I would just right. say, you know, let's leave it. But it was because, you know. Oh, I don't, yeah. And I, my point was was that it, so I was I was OK to take that down, but it made it the decision easier because I was already in the mindset of I don't want to put another uh, another one of these episodes up where he's all fucked up. And and I can imagine that we're losing listeners over it. And and, and, and I get it if I, you know, like uh, I used to listen to uh, a radio show, one of my favorite radio shows of all time. I listened to him for a, more than a decade. And uh, one of the co-hosts on that radio show just kind of descended into this crazy uh fucking depression mania madness which guy uh well i'm not gonna give names or whatever but but one of the co-hosts of the show uh, and and what and I what because i know what show you're talking yeah, about yeah i just don't know which yeah show. well not the main one that's still around <laughs> uh, right <laughs> yeah I, so I, the other one. Oh, okay yeah so oh, why did he die no oh okay. but, but he just le- he left radio but oh, okay. but uh but um the the point i'm making is that he he became he became this guy who used to be this smart quick-witted funny person and then in the last 5 years of his radio career he would just cry on the air a lot like just really? br- like be really over paranoid get really angry real quick and really start crying and at first at the very first really crying really crying huh. yeah at the very at the very first of this i i felt sympathy for him because because he was somebody that I was invested in. I'd listened to that show for a long time, and and it was a huge Uber fan of that show. Uh, it was until the day it ended, uh, and 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 at first I really felt for him. And when he would start crying, I'd feel really bad, like I would be watching my mother cry or my best friend cry or something like that. But it happened so often that towards the end of it, when he when he started crying, I would get angry. I would yeah. just be like, like no, enough is enough. Yeah, like not fucking again, dude. But Stop th- fucking. Did he crying. have like serious issues, like psychological issues, or something happened to him, or did he just lose his? Yeah, it was flavor? it was psychological issues was and it? stuff. Yeah, oh, but you know, I know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the guy personally. That I know all I have is the information from the radio show. But well, the point when I'm the point I'm making is is that even the most uh, generous uh, patient human only has tolerance for so much of something until yeah. they turn on you. You know, and I can imagine. That, and I could understand that there's people out there that listen to this show that were just that just maybe, you know, like one more time if you come in with a, you know, like because it, it, it frustrates me. You know, I've told you this a million times, but when you when you're when you're fucked up and you, and you look like you're fucked up, I want to there's I, I sometimes I talk to you with my fist clenched because <laughs> because it's so frustrating that I just want to knock you the fuck out sometimes. And I could imagine I've heard it's a it's a Jekyll and Hyde situation. It's a very Jekyll and Hyde situation. Yeah. And and uh, and so, OK, I guess what I'm saying is, is that it was easy to take that episode down. 
because of the fact of the situation you're in, plus the fact that you were talking about shit that you shouldn't have been able to talk about. And that is the only reason that that we did that, you know, yeah. because, again, we're committed. That would be the only reason. Right, right. But in, uh, if you're really making that, that declaration. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Because, you know, I've said this on the show here before, too, is that I, I want you to take this show more seriously. Yeah. You know, wow. well, I like like I want you to do what I do where I know from. Eight to nine o'clock, or seven to ten o'clock, or whatever the time is, we t- we need to prep and, and do the show and then cut it and everything. Tuesday and Friday is like is basically like there's it's like you have a job that day, right? Yeah. And 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 I can't do anything else because I'm going to go to that job and I'm going to do that that day. And it's taken you a long time to 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 even come to that, but you know, uh, it, like. You know, for instance, if you had a fucking a real job, you wouldn't fucking get fucked up before you went to that job. You know, it, 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 and I know you're looking like, well, maybe I would, <laughs> but but if it was a serious job that you really cared about losing, if I was like an air traffic controller, no, like, if, if it was a serious job, a that, pilot, it, no, if it was if it was any other job besides maybe the job you have now <laughs> that you could fucking or or something like that you know maybe jobs that are a little bit more lenient for that kind of behavior you wouldn't show up fucked up to that you know or or you wouldn't show up late to it or you wouldn't show up blah blah, blah. and i just want and i want i want that to be what this is for you so if you're making that declaration then at least this is a, a step in the right direction yeah okay because I don't know. I don't know what else to do about it. I, 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 I don't know. I'm frust- I'm very frustrated by it. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I got my taste of it. So, right, whatever. It's getting boring. Yeah. Let's move on to uh, exciting things like the Three Doors Down guitar player dying. Okay. <laughs> so, I saw this and I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't know. Well, the, the, so the I dude mean, was the dude was like our age, number one. Yeah, he's late. Like he's thirty eight. He's a little bit older, than which us. is weird because I thought Three Doors Down were aren't they a nineties band? Uh, well, I think they were like on the cusp of late nineties, early two thousands. Who's because I remember we were in college when Kryptonite. Well, that song was actually big for ten years. So, okay, so is that that's who Three Doors Down is? is? Kryptonite. Yeah. Okay. Because there was a point in time where when I wanted to make fun of a band, I call I would call them Three Doors Down. Yeah. But I don't think I ever heard Three Doors Down. You've heard of Superman. That's the, uh, something I'm going to call you Superman. Superman. Okay. Yeah. That was definitely like played on the top, Billboard's top 10 for over a year, I think. Yeah. That could have been one of like the most played songs ever in history. I just got all those. Yeah, you're right. That has to be like early 2000s then because all those second wave 90s, early 2000 bands, I get them all confused. They're all the same. Three Doors Down, Incubus, Third Eye Blind, Third Eye Blind, Matchbox 20. Yes, I get all those bands confused. Yeah. OAR. Uh, all like all those bands that like, college girls would play right that's what i think of yeah. when i hear that music like college so, girls so and he was the original guitar player for the yeah, matchboxes that's what i hear so if he was th- not for three doors oh three doors now see already i'm fucking right 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 yeah. so so uh so if he was 38 years old when he died then he had to be like fucking like 1920 when that band broke yeah that's probably. pretty young to be in a, a band to make yeah. it to make it that big maybe that's why he couldn't handle the fame what did he die of uh, he OD'd on, um, whatever he OD'd. Yeah, it has to be, uh, I think prescription pills. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm, of course. Yeah, prescription pills and alcohol, I'm pretty sure that was the, uh, toxic mix. Right. I don't, I don't see Three Doors Down as being the fucking, um, the, the drug abusing rocker types. Hey, that's the thing. It doesn't discriminate these days. Yeah, I guess not. There is no poster child for drugs, you know? Right. There's no face. So why are we talking about the guitar player of a band that me and you don't know and don't listen to? Because I, I got, I got a little almost angry about it because We've talked many times about the Facebook thing and how people like to break the news and act like they're fucking Tom Brokaw when someone dies. And I saw one, you know, someone wanted to be the first one to say that the amazing guitarist of Three Doors Down OD'd and actually said, and this is putting the guitar player of Three Fucking Doors Down in the same category as David Bowie, Prince, Prince, fucking Wyland. And even Wyland's a stretch. Lemmy, Lemmy, yeah, exactly. all the all the There's major another one musician, rock musicians that died this year. Yeah, right. And the person actually said, like, "What 2016 sucks. We're losing all these like musical 
you know, geniuses, geniuses, and you're putting. I can't. I couldn't tell you the dude's name, you know, but right. the fucking guitar player for Three Doors Down. <laughs> Okay, well, look, I don't. The thing is, is that I don't want to. I don't want to speak ill of the dead. Right. I'm not happy that the guy died. No. Well, you know what I mean, like or or whatever. It's a shame that he passed away. And uh, and Three Doors Down obviously has their audience. But yes, you can't put him in the same category. No, no, not at all. And I was like, oh my god, how does this dude have the balls to even hit post? You know, I've seen that happen a bunch of times, and I don't have any exact examples, but. Uh, there's been there's been many people that uh, that have died in the music field this since those major deaths that I've seen people put on Facebook and it's always just a it's always just like some dude that nobody knows but it might be somebody that someone's real passionate about you know like yeah and like, it you know that's their favorite band yeah right so, and so you're yeah. like God like like if Chris Hanna died knock on wood. Because their new album's about to come out. So knock on the wood. Yeah. <laughs> he faked it. <laughs> I'm sorry. So yeah, like I would probably, I don't know if I'd go to the book with that information, but in my mind, I'd probably be like, 2016, why <laughs> are you taking all my idols? But but the rest of the world would be like, this dude in a Canadian punk rock yeah. band died? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. You know? um, I think, I would actually think there'd be more people upset about that than Three Doors. <laughs> well, here's the other side of the coin. And and I and and I think I've I've brought this up before too the analogy of this because I think about it all the time is that people just want to continue something when it should already be should it already the door should already be shut on it the third door yes third door if you go three doors down that door should be shut and closed and people just want to continue. Uh, and my analogy for this, and I think about it all the time, and and I know that I've brought it up before, but it was probably episode like five. It was when we went to college, there was a strip mall, or uh, or, or I don't know what they're called, a shopping complex, or whatever this fucking bastion of fucking stupid consumption that people just blindly go to and buy sh- shit they don't need off of places, right? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. And Was uh, it an indoor or an outdoor? It was just one of these things that you see everywhere in America now. You know how every so town a strip, not so much an indoor. It was like one of these things where it, it would just be a supermarket and a hardware store and a blah blah blah. And they're uh, all next to each gotcha. other, and there's a big parking yeah. lot, and you go to and they're everywhere. Like a, a pavilion. They're of popping. Shopping. They're popping up like fucking cold sores on the face of America, and just taking out any <laughs> a, out any sort of fucking mom and mom pop, and pop yeah. uh, kitsch or 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 any sort of artistic thing, and just making everything look like shit. So it's one of these places when we went to college, and people used to call it the sex plaza. Do you remember this? Yes. And the reason that they call it the Sex Plaza was because BJ's was in it. Mm-hmm. Dick's Hardware was in it. Yeah. And I believe that there was one more um, uh, 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 that made sense. But here is the thing. Yeah, I know you didn't like that other one. No, that that's there was another one that I made liked, sense. I too. like that. But I, here, I like the one you don't like. But here's what doesn't make sense. <laughs> and this is the guitar player three doors down, three doors down of the Sex Plaza. I know what it is. You don't have to think about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I know what the one you don't like is. I'm trying to yeah. think of what the other good one was. Yeah. Well, anyway, so there's BJ's blowjobs. Yeah. Dicks penises yeah. there was another one that made sense yeah. and then whenever somebody talked about it they'd always bring this one up it was a <laughs> store called odd jobs yeah and i like that why there's no odd jobs. there's no there, there's a fucking uh there's a 007 character named odd job there's there's actual odd jobs that you could do funny there's no sexual act called odd jobs no there isn't so why would you add that in there because because people want to continue shit it, for when it shouldn't <laughs> oh, be continued. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's already three stores there that relate to sexual acts. There's no reason for you to throw in odd jobs just because it has the word job. <laughs> like you're trying yeah, to clump hand jobs makes... and blow jobs into odd jobs. Nobody's ever no, we called are, it that. We already have a BJ's on the sign. Nobody has ever gone to a prostitute and they said, uh, full... and requested an odd job. Anal's $50, vaginal's $40. <laughs> Any odd jobs are five dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's never happened. No, it never has. But I like the way you just put that. That's that's <laughs> good. That's better than anything I was coming up with. And it fucking whenever and people would talk about that. <laughs> I like it. That stupid sex plaza all the time. <laughs> and, sex plaza. And they would bring it up. I th- I think at one point even one of our teachers brought it up. The one that we almost had a three way. Yeah, with. I would say it's probably her. And uh, and they and, and whenever they start, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, the sex plaza over there. You got BJ's. You got dicks. And then in the back of my mind, I'm like, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> and they'd be like, and odd jobs. <laughs> and I think I at like a, a, a party or two, I actually called somebody out on it. And they're just like, gave me like the fucking, well, you're a fucking buzzkill. But it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't, but it does. No, it doesn't. Because 
what if what if there's something in the kinky sex world you don't know about? There's what nothing. If it, what there's if nothing? What if it's like you give a rim job and at the same time you're like donkey punching and nipple tweaking and that's called an odd job? Look, man. <laughs> I've been sexually active for over 20 years at this point. You've never done an odd I job. Fucking, I, 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 I'm out there. I'm out there right now. I'm looking. I'm out there exploring right now. And nothing's getting, odd. Getting into some crazy shit, if you want, or whatever. And then never once has a girl ever looked at me in the eyes and said, <laughs> it's odd job time. I can understand. That would be fucking awesome. I can understand if there's a if there's a store called Blow Time. She's probably wearing the Ric Flair of hoe robes. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably limousine li- riding, Learjet driving, <laughs> rhinestone ho robe. <laughs> See, you're missing the whole point. I know. There's but... no such thing as an odd job in sexual acts. That's true. That's true. But people make shit up all the time. Yeah, but that's not the way it works. Like, like you that can't shoot forty year old virgin. I have never heard a half of those fucking things. What scene is that? When that little Indian guy's like, it's about love. It's not about. The rainbow showers or the oh, right, right. Cincinnati bow tie or the shit stained balls. <laughs> yeah, but but the point, the joke of that scene is that that guy doesn't know, so he's making things up that don't exist. That's the I, whole joke I, there. Yeah, so I thought the joke was just him <laughs> rambling out as many gnarly things as he could. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, that's the whole thing. So the person that goes around saying that odd jobs is part of the sex thing <laughs> is the same person that puts that they're they're distraught that the. Uh, <laughs> 38, oh, wow. 38 year old three doors down guitar player died and okay. goddamn you 216 for taking all of her idols yeah oh man that was a, quite the comparison thank you mm-hmm. i went far for that yeah but no it's true i mean come on really like even if even if three doors down is your favorite band just like can you know face reality like there's no way you can put that those musicians together there's no way unless we don't know maybe he would play kryptonite on stage and then go backstage and like rip the world's best solo in his practice room (laughs) and people would come and bow down to him and shit and like fucking he would smoke santana in the green room (laughs) right when we don't know dude dude, but all i know is kryptonite people uh, you know the one thing i could say about guitar players Besides the fact that they're all egomaniacs and guitar's boring, <laughs> is fucking, um, is that, uh, yeah, there's so many guitar players. There's so many. Yeah. It's so weird. It, it, I, I, I fucking, I, I've stopped identifying myself as a guitar player because just the fact that I'm, I'm white and a male should just tell you that I'm a guitar player. Yeah. Like, you know. So what do you call yourself? An axe man? No. <laughs> yes. I sling a mad axe. <laughs> No, I don't even bring that up. I don't tell any. You know, it's it's just not a. If you were if you were born in the eighties or the nineties and you're a, like a suburban white kid, you play guitar. That's it. That's all. You know, like fucking. When, I don't play guitar. Well, you play drums. But <laughs> that is not comparable. Right. Well, obviously not. Everyone. Yeah. Well, you I'm, play drums. <laughs> what, what I'm saying is that most people play guitar. Okay. Most. You know. You if you meet. A dude that was born in 1983 and fucking and in he's he's at a party and he's just a regular fucking oh, yeah. white dude or whatever. Metallica breath. I would I would put money on the fact <laughs> that he plays guitar. Yeah. And you might 30 percent of the time lose that, but 70 percent of the time you're gonna make money on that fucking bet. And uh, and they all like know the same solos and shit. Like, right. They'll pick up a guitar and they'll all play like the same shit. You know. Well, that's what I was that was what I was gonna get at is that that there are people that like become loyal to these. These guitar players that you would never really think were, you know, like the, like, uh, like I know tons of people that are obsessed with the guy from Tool. I don't even know his name, but the guitar player from Tool. I know the guitar he plays. He plays a, a Silver Burst Les Paul Custom. It's actually a pretty cool guitar. But like, I would never. Now, granted, I'm not a big Tool fan um, or whatever, but I could understand if people were obsessed with Maynard, mm-hmm. the lead singer. But you don't. I don't ever think of Tool as being like this this guitar band. Like it's not Van Halen or fucking or something where they're right. where the or or uh, Guns and Roses or something where the guitar player like is is his own character. Yeah, it's you know? almost like the guitar is like the bottom of the totem pole in Tool. They're like very rhythmic and vocal. Yeah, everything's tuned <laughs> down and they're yeah. playing real sludgy fucking bar chords yeah. and stuff. And I guess he rips some souls. I don't know, but I've no. I've I think his name's Adam something. 
But I but I've met Yeah, I don't know enough tools. I've met enough say. people that are like consider him like one of their fucking yeah. their their guitar idols. Well, so tool, I don't know. Who tool do I know? Has their own I think like cult following. Like Oh no, yeah, they're huge. Tool is like its own world. Yeah. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that w- w- how? Why would that guy be any more than the Three Doors Down guy? There would be I any more than tell, yeah. you know these bands that are just that are they're bands. They're not it, most bands. You don't you don't have individual personalities popping out like we nowadays. You don't even get really the Beatles or the Stones or you know everybody knows everybody in, in the Beatles. Everybody knows everybody in the Stones. Like they had their own personalities. Yeah, and, yeah. and 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 uh, and Keith was just as big as Mick, and John was just as big as George, as big as Paul. You right. know, and and shit like that. Nowadays. He, 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 even if you know the lead singer in a lot of these bands is fucking, you know, like yeah, especially I those bands, the, those bands being the biggest. Right. Like, I couldn't tell you the lead singer of Three Doors Down. Right. I can't even tell you the name of this dead guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when we were forgetting the name of the band was Three Doors Down. Right. You know, like all of those bands just mix. And I don't. What I always found fascinating about those bands is. Where do those type of bands get discovered? You know, like when we were playing like the the bar scene and the underground circuit, you know, there was a, a certain genres that would be put together in certain ways, I guess, according to the times and what was you know popular in music then. But when when do bands like that play? I don't know. Like, what do they have like college night? original <laughs> i don't know what is that even called I, I i you know i'm fascinated by it it's weird i i consume any uh fucking uh, documentary biography or anything about any band whether i like the music or not just to hear their story and and a lot of times yeah i don't know how it fucking works i don't know where it comes from in my mind of make-believe because this is me just totally making up things in my head. I always look at these bands as like, oh yeah, Three Doors Down started off as like a fucking like crusty metal band that someone liked their look and rewrote all their songs into being like college radio yeah, songs. Yeah, and that but, could be, and a lot of times that happens. Really? Yeah. I I, I just I, I find it weird how people can write music like that. How do they find it fun, and how do you bring yourself to writing kryptonite? I I don't know. I I don't. Maybe I, some people like I, they were writing jingles for a commercial. Some people, I think it's just straight up a job. Like like for instance, this whole pop country thing that's going on. I mean, they're working in uh, product names into their songs. These songs are that's just terrible. these songs are just commercials. For products oh, and and the, and the, and the world is just singing along to them and if you look at if you look at most i'm gonna say 80 percent of these guys there's real deal ones uh i'll give a couple of them like the brad paisley's and shit like that even though i don't listen to it i'll give them credit but but most of these guys they just find a fucking uh, like a model uh, some hot ass dude who could strum open chords on the guitar and they could and they could fucking auto tune his voice and then they write songs for him th- to sell products and sell Chevy trucks yeah. and and shit like that and they <laughs> and they blow up and play fucking stadiums people go to these country shows and fucking lose their mind for yeah. these dudes well that's like the biggest thing is country isn't it uh huh Bunch of shit kickers. I guess because it's real simple to listen to. You don't have to have a musical mind to appreciate country. But it's even... And it's all about, like, you know, driving a big truck, climbing a mountain, and soaring like an eagle. Yeah, I, yeah, I get it. It's, it's, ju- it's just... Uh, so what I'm saying is these guys... You know they don't have any integrity. They don't give a fuck. They all they you know. So they, so I guess yeah, that that their job like that exists said. in everything. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there and you could feel that in music. And I I've argued with this. My father is is a giant music snob. Um, it's probably where I get it from. Even though I try not to be nowadays, but but uh, but it still comes out from time to time. And we get in arguments about music all the time. And and uh, and my main argument with him is always that I could feel like the integrity and and an actual emotion in songs most of the time i'm sure i'm wrong sometimes on either either end mm. there might be sometimes where i just i label it as just vapid fucking pop shit and I, sometimes vice versa i think i'm able to feel the phony right yeah right like me and my father always get into an argument about lou reed he's always like that is shit music there's no melody there's no anything and i'm like yeah i get it but this guy was a real this guy was real, real like there's deal. there's energy yeah. coming organic, out of him. he's talking no about the streets he's fucking it's more it's more than about the music you know you could feel that coming out of lou reed 
uh, you know, but you can't, you're not, you're not going to feel that coming out of fucking big and rich or fucking, I don't, I, I don't know. That's the only one I could think of. Or, uh, well, I agree with you about the, the Lou Reed. Southern Georgia line or whatever these fucking things are. You know? Lou Reed, it's not an album you want to pop in at a party. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know no, I mean? yeah. It's not like, it's not very musical. Right. Per se. But like you said, yeah, he's fucking organic and like that shit's coming from like the bottom of his nutsack. Right. And you could yeah. feel it. Mm-hmm. You could feel it vibrating through the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and I don't know. I, 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 we shouldn't have gotten the music because now I'm gonna, now I'm gonna rant. <laughs> but I, but I, like, I try, I bounce back and forth from both sides of the coin because I, I'll, I feel like the vapidness of pop music and especially pop country music. However, I refuse to be the guy who disses new music just because it's not the music that came out in my time either. Mm-hmm. So I'm always trying to give everything at least a wide berth as far as my acceptance of it. And then, be like, okay, I've listened to this. I decided that this yeah. is crap or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Well, I base everything on my ears. You know what yeah. I mean? I would. It's not like if a band Three Doors Down came out today, I would just look at it and be like, Three Doors Down came out today. Like I would have to give Kryptonite a couple runs through to decide. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. But when you listen to a song and they're like, we're all hanging out on uh, in our Ford truck, drinking Fireball whiskey, wearing Band-Aid br- brand Band-Aids with our Nikes on and blah, blah, blah. Wait, wearing what Band-Aids? I don't know. I don't know. I just came up with <laughs> oh. Like fucking, you know, like those those are the fucking songs. There's obviously no integrity in that. There's, you know, yeah. no, not at all. And some not pe- at all. And but that's why they have big fan bases, I guess, because people are like, I drink Pepsi in my truck with Band-Aids. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's it. There, there's I, I don't know the name of the I used to my my uh, my ex that I used to live with. One of my exes that I used to live with at the height of this when country music uh, popped out of nowhere and uh, and and became really big. She was a she's a country music fan. Um, really? Yeah. Imagine how frustrating. Are you to a Luke Bryant concert? I've been to a Luke Bryant concert. No, you haven't. I have. <laughs> I have. I've, I've, I brought her to a Luke Bryant concert. I brought her to uh, Toby Keith. Uh, yes, Toby Keith. Um, <laughs> yes. Th- yeah, Toby Keith was the big one. That was like at like Giant Stadium with fucking the Zach Brown Band, really? which the Zach Brown Band uh, I'm not a, a fan of, but I will I will put them in the category of guys who are actually writing and making their own music. They're actually okay, real musicians. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I saw Brad Paisley a couple times, which I didn't mind because he rips on guitar. I saw Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh, he's country. He's a country now. guy. Okay. I in in the years that I was with this girl, I saw some some fucking some uh, concerts. Interesting. Yeah, that I'm not proud of. <laughs> but anyway, Did you wear your boots. There's one song that uh, I forget the song now. I wish I knew it off the top of my head. It would make this more interesting. But but literally, there's a song where they're just like, uh, um, Friday night we're drinking Fireball whiskey, right? And she used to always sing it, and I'd say, I'd say to her, "You know that that's that's a jingle. That's a that's a marketing <laughs> thing, you know." And she's like, "No, they probably just really drink Fireball." And I'm like, "Do you think it's it's a coincidence that because this was also around the time that fire, you know how Fireball came out of nowhere, yeah, yeah, right?" And and so I was like, "This is the same time that Fireball started showing up everywhere. <laughs> this is a popular song that has Fireball whiskey in it. There, there's no way in hell that they that was original lyric. Fireball came to them and said, yeah. listen, we'll give you fucking fifty thousand dollars if you work fireball into this song yeah because if they didn't they'd probably get sued right for saying fireball whiskey but i bet permission. you it wasn't it wasn't you know they were probably like hanging on the porch drinking grandma's whiskey and, yeah. then, and then some fucking dude in a suit and a tie at fireball was like we could change grandma's to fireball yeah. and then he got on the phone and was like burr, 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 we have an opportunity to market mm-hmm. our fucking burr, 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 burr. and then he got on the phone and then this this fucking these soulless motherfuckers were like yeah you know what give me that fifty thousand dollars because i don't give a fuck about my art i'm just go out there and say fireball whiskey yeah every fucking night of my life and and uh and that's why we're poor and they're they're wealthy yeah exactly <laughs> I'm, I'm like sitting over here thinking hmm i can write a song about fucking jello if you if you want to if you want to be uh if you want to be a wealthy person it's almost indicative that you don't have integrity the people that the, pe- the people that get wealthy with integrity doing the right things those those people fascinate me the most mostly actors well, yeah, but even actors sell out all the time. Yeah, you I know? guess. Like I that guess. kind of thing. But I'm saying the ones that I notice that do pull it off are like the actors that like stay true to themselves and have their certain way and don't pick up every script that gets thrown at them. They'll do like, like, a, let's, here we go. A Daniel Day Lewis. Sure. Does a movie every five years. The guys you end up you respecting. Know? Yeah. The, because they slog it out. 
and and they have a vision and they stay with it. Yeah. And, and musicians the same, and paint and artists the same, and and all that stuff. Uh, 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 the true art are the guys that are willing, and I know this is cliche as fuck, but are willing to suffer for their art. Yeah. And then most of them. It, almost all of them don't ever see the light of day or become underground artists and, and, ha- and struggle their whole lives to make a living. And then a very few select people out of that group will go on to, to actually become something yeah. without having to sell their soul for and it. And those are the people that usually have like more talent in their pinky nail than people have in their whole entire fucking lives. Yeah, and they're the people that stay around the longest and, yeah. uh, and have staying power and all that stuff. Because mm-hmm. most people that are out there screaming, we drink fireball whiskey, they're a flash in the pan. Of course, you know no. Yeah. I, no one's gonna. Rem- well, I don't know what band that is, but no one's gonna remember them mm-hmm. down the down the line. But but the guy you see him just as long as you could see Carrie Underwood's beard. <laughs> <laughs> the old dead fish Carrie Underwood. Yeah, I don't know where we got on this fucking subject. I, I didn't want to bring selling out into the whole Con- country music. I, I guess it led off from da- three doors down. You know what I mean? Just how that there's you know there's areas of music that. How do they exist? I guess you know. I don't know. It it always fascinates me the guys who who uh, they lock into something and they're like, "This is what my band is, and uh, this is the sound that we go for." And I and 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 I'm gonna write these songs, and that's it. And mm-hmm. and it's almost it's like a business, you know. Yeah, I've brought up before, but the Eagles. If if anybody out there likes music. Uh, or 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 is musically inclined or plays music or anything? I implore you to watch the Eagles documentary. I, know, I don't you keep telling. I me. don't care if you like the Eagles. I personally am not a big Eagles fan. Uh, I, I, although I love Joe Walsh, but otherwise I'm not. You do love uh, Joe, Walsh. Joe Walsh is fucking yeah. shit. But uh, but I'm not a huge Eagles fan. But if you want to see a fucking uh, a, a documentary, a story about dudes that were businessmen first mm-hmm. and then musicians. And 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 they're just blatant about it, you know. Glenn Fry's in it before he died. They did this documentary. They talked to Don Henley and Glenn Fry about it. And Glenn Fry straight up just like, yeah, man, like fucking, I was in this for the money. I made these decisions because of the money. And then all the artistic integrity and everything after that, that you know, and pe- the fact that people liked our band and stuff, that's cool. But our first thing was I wanted to walk out of there with a fucking suitcase full of cash. You know what? I mean, it, it, you know, it doesn't say much about him as a musician. But he said that, you know what I mean? He wasn't hiding behind, you know, yeah. I'm an artist first. No. And, you know, the fame and money is cool. He fucking said it. Right. And, and that's, you know, that's 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 what's fascinating about this documentary is you only, you watch it. And and especially if you're like me, like fucking like, oh, you know, don't sell out and DIY and all that fucking bullshit that I've I've followed down the tubes of my life. <laughs> uh, it, but it, especially if your your first inclination is that you want to hate the guy because yeah. you're like, wow, this is the fucking pinnacle of selling out this guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then as you watch it, he's so forthright and so honest about the whole thing that at the end of it, you might not want to go get a beer with the guy, but you kind of like. All right. Well, I kind of respect that. Yeah. I guess like it's 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 a fascinating documentary. That's all I'm saying, I, and that's why I can't watch Green Day interviews because they contradict themselves all the time, especially Billy Joe about the whole selling out thing. Like you go watch one Green Day interview and, and it would be like, uh, you know, it, it, right when Dookie came out, and they'd be like, oh, everyone picks on us for selling out. Uh, we didn't sell out. Then you'll see like another interview and be like, yeah, we sold out because I guess my music was good enough to sell out and this, that, and the other thing. And then another interview, oh, yeah, we sold out. And like, they just keep going back and forth based on what their conversation is, whether or not they actually sold out. You well, know? number one, now, well, when Dookie came out, they were 19 years old. Yeah. Right. So, like, of course they were worried about selling out then. They were, they were kids that came out of a, a, an underground punk scene yeah. and they were probably freaked out by it. When you're when you're in your late thirties, early forties, I think Billy Joe's like forty four now or something. something like you that. got two kids and a fucking mortgage and this and that. Oh, yeah. You probably feel a little bit better about selling out oh, down the line. Course, so yeah. of course that's going to change over time. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about when that was actually a Green Day topic. Yeah. Because that was you know when Green Day first came out, that was the big thing. You know what I mean? A band from Gilman 
is signed by Warner Brothers. Right. You know, like that was huge. And when and when uh and when there was a, a point in time where Billy Joe actually went back to Gilman Street to see a show and they jumped him and beat him up. Did they jump yeah. him? I heard they just like threw something at no, him. No, I thought that they jumped him. Really? Yeah. Oh man. But here's a question. Uh so why does why does uh Green Day get that shit but Tim Armstrong doesn't get that shit? Right. Because because if you if you think that Tim that Rancid is an underground punk band, you're fucking mistaken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They played Saturday Night Live Everybody in that band, including Matt Freeman, are fucking millionaires. Yeah. So, so how does Rancid? <laughs> Why is Matt Freeman so, so? Well, I'm just saying, like, it's not just Lars and Tim, the businessmen. It's oh, fucking yeah, everybody yeah, in yeah. that band. Or yeah. it's not, you know, Freeman should get the biggest cut. Rejected. <laughs> he better be getting sweet royalties off of rejected. Whoever sings like that deserves. I, if I had a million dollars, I'd just give it to him so he could come over and I'd be like, Freeman, I'm a little bit tired. Can you hit me off with a little something? He'd be like, No problem, Dev. <laughs> That's how he talks. You have him do your voicemail. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's Matt Freeman from Rancid. <laughs> Devin's not home right now. Um, but uh, leave message. <laughs> leave message, message, message. Um, but yes, but they don't get shit. You know, it's it's the same thing. Like, uh, well, I guess No Effects is a little bit different because they they literally did not become part of the radio machine. Yeah, but they're all fucking millionaires. Yeah, well, they did everything themselves. Yeah, right, right. Like, that's you know, like their sound guys, their manager. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's true. He run, he'll be, be doing negotiations and run to the soundboard. That's pretty fucking cool. Wasted. <laughs> But I guess my point would be at what at what is selling out and now and now because of the, the the way that the structure of the music business has changed, for bands to make even a like a living at all, they have to air shrimp sell out and and that doesn't mean uh, become this international superstars like Green Day did. That means maybe sell one of your songs to an Apple commercial just so you could get some fucking money to live off. Right. Of, you right. know. When I think of selling out. This is this is my idea of selling out. My idea of selling out is you have a band, you write music, your band catches the interest of someone in the business um, with some relevance that can make you some money. That person, in turn, reconstructs your music and your image into something that you weren't in the first place just to make you that money. And now you're playing music and looking like someone completely different. Mm just to be in the business and you're no longer playing your music yeah so so you see it more not so much as the amount of money that you accrue and how big you get it's more if you're willing to to change uh your your morals and 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 your your original vision of the music to fit more into the corporate vision that would actually make you that money that's what selling out is to you to me yeah so so in that sense you could sell out uh, at, at any point and not even maybe make money you know right. like, y- you could still be a sellout without making millions of dollars yeah. it's just, just a fact bad that, advice just the <laughs> fact that you're willing to fucking like say uh fireball whiskey in your song makes you a sellout yeah, right? yeah. i could see that like you know one man who is familiar to you because he's had success with other bands comes to you and tells you change your shoelaces to make money and you're like all right boss you yeah. to run out and change your fucking shoelaces and start playing a different guitar and writing songs that he wrote right you know yeah okay i get that i i you know it's weird because <clears throat> um when we were kids uh especially like in the early 90s and stuff when we were really into the like getting into the music scene it like it, it, you know, if if a band that we liked, like an underground we, band we liked, if we heard them, let's say, on a commercial or something like that, that would have been enough to fucking exile that band. Yeah. Well, we were super, you know, DIY. When everybody was, though, yeah. you know, back then. You know, you know, you look at it like uh, MCA, you know, from the Beastie Boys, put that thing on the Beastie Boys music that it can never be used for advertisements ever. Like, that that was a mindset back then in the in the late 80s, early 90s that you just, you, you keep your, your musical integrity and you don't sell it out for anything. And that's probably... Hold the phone. That's probably why it was such a, a renaissance in music at the time. What did MCA do? Because I could prove this wrong in 10 seconds. Well, the, MCA and, and all the Beastie Boys, that, but MCA in his, like, will or whatever, I don't know specifically, but there's, there's a clause that says that you cannot use uh, Beastie Boys music for any sort of advertisement. For advertisement. Advertisement. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Advertisement only. Uh, I because guess yeah. in- because somebody actually did use it, and 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 Mike D and uh, and and Adam Horowitz brought that company to court and fought it on the terms of that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're I, always in court um, fighting that shit. 
in uh in Shrek three, they start playing flute loop. Oh really? Like not they don't play the actual song, but like three uh traveling minstrels or whatever come out. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like medieval times or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And they start they they bust out their like lutes and lyres or whatever and they start playing oh, really? uh, like flute loop on it. I think know? it's interesting that you watch Shrek three, but that's like a whole nother yeah, psychological yeah. thing that we could get into. But uh Okay. Uh, I am an uncle. Uh, all right. But yeah, what I, I guess what yeah, but what I'm saying is my whole point is that, you know, back then it was like stay with the the your integrity of the music but now i think i've even relented a little bit on that fact because if there is an underground band i like let's say say there's some underground rapper or some underground like pop band or something that i that i like uh and then i do hear them on a commercial i think okay good for them at least they're making some money because Uh the the avenues in which to make money now just don't exist in music anymore. Yeah. The the record record deals don't make you any money. Uh, it doesn't matter how many records you sell. Spotify, you get like one cent for every five thousand plays or something. You're huh. not making any money off of that. The only way that these bands make any money now is to tour and relentlessly play. You know, to play. Uh, you know, three hundred nights a year and live off of whatever little stipend they get. And plus uh, merch sales for the most part. That's yeah. how you make money as a band. Pretty now. much, just t-shirts. <laughs> so I totally, I almost completely understand when a band is willing to give a little bit of their music over to an advertisement in order just to make some sort of money, because at least that's going to sustain them to to be able to make more music instead of having to give up, right. you know, and, and that kind of well, shit. I mean. Th- that's to me that's almost not like if you write a song and someone wants to use it that's not selling out if you write a song that was a hit in 1991 that goes unbelievable and then velveta buys it and change it to your crumb believable for (laughs) velveta cheese crumbs that's different because they're they're literally saying we're gonna change the lyrics to your song to cheese crumbs. Okay. And you're like, all right, cheese crumbs is cool. That's like one step away from, you know, your vag is itching. <laughs> oh, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> you have cheese crumbs in your vag. Yeah. Uh, so what you're saying here on the Awkward Eye by podcast <laughs> is that EMF is a bunch of sellout motherfuckers. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, I get that. You know, but but also there, okay, so there's that, but also like EMF hasn't been a thing in forever. I know they, they were happy to get that. Yeah, check. so I'm sure whoever controls their music, you know, maybe it's that lead singer guy or whatever, was like, I'm fucking fifty now, and I'm probably I'm selling fucking car insurance for Affleck or some shit, <laughs> and 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 Velveeta fucking chips came over and said, we'll give you a million dollars if you use your song. Yeah. You know, like I, I understand that you you wouldn't want to do that, but God, at what point can you just be like, I? Yeah. It, because if you bust your ass, you know, for a decade playing in a band, and your biggest thing is you get a fucking song where you sample Andrew Dice Clay on the radio for a few years, <laughs> oh yeah, and, oh, <laughs> and you fucking and uh, and you don't really make a ton of cash or anything off of it, like wouldn't you want to see that decade of your life at least return some sort of dividend? Yeah, true. That's funny because they probably did make more money off of those cheese crumbs than they did their whole entire Schubert dip tour. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, people, people... I know the name of the album. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> Schubert problem. Dip, right. Some people, I, you know, there was always a debate over what EMF standard f- stood for. A lot of people said it was erotic motherfuckers. I heard there was. A, I thought it was a roast motherfucker. Oh well, yeah. See, it, that's the way it goes. But like, uh, let's take um, David Cross for example, because I always I found I found David Cross's response to him air shrimp selling out fascinating. Wait, David Cross himself selling out? Yeah, the okay. comedian. Yeah, because he does like these fucking chipmunk movies. Yeah, you know, he's like the bad guy in the squeak squeakquel and shit like yeah, that. Yeah. But he's also an underground alternative comic that has like loyal fucking rabid fans. And and then most of his other stuff, as far as like the Todd Margaret, the rest of developments, the movie, the other movies that he does, at least kind of falls into his world of this is all kind of highbrow. Uh, you know, humor, alternative stuff. Obviously, Mister Show and all that shit. But then he does the sque- the squeakwells, and and you're like, why the fuck would we do that? And he was basically like, that fucking squeakwell that I worked on for a month bought me my house. Yeah, you know. And it's like you want to be like, oh, you fucking sold out. You did a squeakwell, but at the same time, you're like, yeah, I get it. You're you're an actor. You know, you're getting they're throwing you all this cash to act, and then and you know, and then you could, and then there's always the guys who say, "Well, I do the big movie so that I could finance the smaller film," you know, and mm. stuff. And I, I see that too. It's just such a gray line now as far as what selling out is. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I, I really, 
I just keep coming back to that comparison in music, you know, because to me that I really I don't see how an actor can sell out because you're an actor. You're like your whole job is acting like something you're not. Yeah, right. You know, because like well, to me, that's what selling out is. It's acting like something you're not to make money. I mean, I'm sure there's other ways to sell out. Well, what if you're that. the what if you're the actor that fucking says yes to every single advertisement? Right, that's what I. And meant. you're sitting there and you're and you're selling. And you know what, comedy comedian like the Daniel Day Lewis thing. He doesn't pick up every script. I'm sure he's the dude's been thrown thousands of scripts and he's done five movies. Yeah, and, and he's, he's never going to show up in a Cheez Its commercial, right? You know, right. but but like comedians, you give them like for instance, there's a there's a commercial with Amy Schumer and Seth Rogen are are uh, are hawking some sort of soft drink or, or 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 beer or something like that, but it's it's done under the guise of a comedy bit, so you don't look at it and go, wow, these guys really sold out. You're like, oh, this is a kind of funny commercial, but if that was uh daniel day lewis or jack nicholson or fucking marlon brando or any of these like serious me- or fucking um uh john malkovich or or any of these serious method actors came out and said like drink bud light or something like that you'd be like what a fucking sellout yeah yeah and actually dudes uh, uh like brad pitt and george clooney and those guys they go and do advertisements in japan and they do that for that specific reason is that they want the advertisement money to to fund their products or whatever, but they won't do it in the United States because they don't want to be seen as sell- yeah, sellouts. Yeah, yeah. And at what point is that selling out? That's what I'm saying. I guess my whole point is it's a huge gray area. And I think at the end of it all, it kind of comes down to what your morals and integrity yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know? And, and uh, as far as that Clooney and Pitt thing, I think selling out, it's an American thing itself, you know? I, yeah. I, it's probably one of the reasons why our country is in such a fucking <laughs> state of disrepair. Yeah, totally. Because everyone's just chasing the big payday without any regards to anybody else. Yeah. And, and you know, just get rich, get rich, get rich. Your life is going to be good when you get rich. Yeah. And, and so everyone's willing to sell themselves out to get rich. And then they realize that money doesn't make them any happier. And, and then the cycle goes on from there. Mm. But I don't know. Now they're just best known for fucking eating pretzels on a commercial, you know, or crumb believables. <laughs> and that's like, that's their <laughs> legacy. You're crumb believable. Oh, what the fuck? Well, I guess they wouldn't say what the fuck in a commercial. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Cheese crumbs. <laughs> it was, was crumb believable. Fucking cheese. I wonder how you put a cheese in your mouth. I, I wonder if that song like did the, the crumbs any justice. Like the crumbs weren't selling so good. Then they got Schubert dip on the air. And now the crumbs are fucking blowing up. Everyone's cheese crumb in their fucking salads. I wonder if fucking Andrew Dice Clay gets to wet his beak on that shit. You think? I don't know. I don't know how that works. It's fascinating. I mean, he might not even know that's him. You want to uh, you want to wrap up these last couple minutes with your uh, little Clinton thing that you got there? Oh yeah, shit! I only have a couple minutes because we'll just go into it. We'll see how long All right. it goes. Well, we've talked about it before. Everybody's talking about it in the country. I don't know why no one gives a shit. But you're talking about how the Clintons be killing people. Yeah, they be killing. They be fucking strapped, or they just strapping other motherfuckers and having their goons wipe people out. Which I want to know who their squad is. Like, is it like mob hitmen, or is it like do they hire young kids who just want to pull triggers? Like, who are their goons? You it, know? it has snipers. To, no, it has to be you know marine people. I, I don't. I, it's I, amazing. I don't even want to speculate because I never want to meet one of them. <laughs> yeah, well, you won't. <laughs> That's how it happens. Oh, in the darkness. <laughs> yeah, it just. Two shots behind the ear. Like, okay, I get it. Yeah, you don't see him coming. But whatever, yeah. Needless to say, yeah. that was a horrible Christmas day. <laughs> no new bike. <laughs> so fucking, yeah, they're wiping people out. And there's a new guy added to the list. This guy's name is Victor Thorne. He's 54 years old. And uh, he's a big Clinton investigator. He has already written a book on the Clintons. Um, it was called Crowning Clinton. Uh, why Hillary shouldn't be in the White House. And he describes her criminal history and everybody, things everybody talks about, like her emails, money laundering. Um, sh- she even helped cover up Bill's sex scandal. Sure. And, um, you know. What about all the money that she gave to terrorism? Yeah. Is that in there? Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. He, you know, he's uh, what they, the term they like to throw around nowadays, a whistleblower. Mm, yes. So he's a Clinton whistleblower, and everybody knows that you fucking blow that whistle, you're fucking waking up with two behind the ear. 
So no new bike. Yeah. And this guy, I I tried to research who he said this to because I did read this recently, but for some reason I can't find who he said it to. But this is a quote. Mm, That's fascinating in itself. Right. This is a quote from Victor Thorne himself. And he says, if I am ever found dead, it was a murder because I will never, ever kill myself no matter what. Yeah. And within probably weeks of saying that, no new bike. So was this? Uh, this is a, a new thing. This guy just was murdered. Just recently. was murdered. Yeah, and yeah, and, they, and, and uh, it was meant to look like a suicide. Correct? They they're calling it a suicide. Yeah, right. and he said, "I would never ever kill myself if I'm found dead. It was a murder." Family and friends saying, "You know, I mean, usually it's like, why did he kill himself? He never seemed that way." But that's what everybody's saying. But he even fucking you know, made a proclamation. Right. Why would all of a sudden he want to kill himself right. in the middle of writing a new book on Hillary, you know? Yeah. And, and, all this and investigation. It's, it's fascinating that, that these stories keep coming out and people are just turning their heads to it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it's, it's, I can't even it, like, how could you not be fucking through the roof frustrated by this? Mm-hmm. And you know how the media distracts us by saying, could uh, Hillary be uh, epileptic? Does she have seizures? Oh, right, yeah. Because, like, those three girls all asked her a question at the same time and, like, got in her face. So she did, like, the kind of, right. you know, maybe she stretched it out too long because she's not a funny person. But she did, like, the kind of, whoa, you're coming at me hard with those questions. Right. So, like, somebody looped it five times in a row to make it look like she was having a seizure. And right. now the big thing is, you know, does she have a neurological disorder? Is she epileptic? Does she fucking have strokes every five minutes? It's like, no, she doesn't. She's fucking too busy planning out her next whack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's it, yeah. I mean, it's probably it probably doesn't even go up as far as as Hillary. Like Hillary probably wants fucking nothing to do with any sort of those decisions. So she has fucking what's that called? Probable. What's what's it called when you uh you could not be involved with something, so you can't. It, uh, I can't think of it right. You're now. not involved, so you can't be incriminated. Yeah. Right. What is that called? And there's a term for it. Anyway, yeah. but like it probably doesn't. She just probably has decision makers underneath her that make these decisions without her even knowing it. You yeah. know, like it's not even like she's probably not sitting. On, although I would love to imagine her like sitting on the fucking Game whack of em. Thrones throne whack and like <laughs> people are coming up and giving her bounties and being like, Miss Clinton, what should I do about this situation? And she's like, off with their heads. <laughs> But uh, she, it's probably just what you know the people that are the, the same people that cor- fucking that uh, did all the corruption in the process of of getting her into the to, into the race. The people that that are that are covering that own the media that are covering up all the lies. Yeah, you know, fucking it, 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 no. And here I'm gonna fucking throw out that this is a conspiracy theory, and, and some people don't like my consp- conspiracy theories. But just know that if you read something about the Zika virus in the in the fucking news. That's that's a, a false flag throwing you off from something that's that's actually happening, and that happens all the fucking time. Are we supposed to we're supposed to have it here in the states? Yeah, well, yeah, it's creeping through, man. Just uh, like Ebola, just like the killer bees, just like the killer <laughs> bees. Every year, I was more worried about the actual Wu Tang Clan coming to my house <laughs> than the killer bees from Texas. But every year, there's some crazy virus that that's been around forever. Yeah. If you look in the Zika virus, it's been around forever. Just like encephalitis, just like pig, mm-hmm. uh, swine flu, just like yeah. all these things, and, and now it's it's suddenly creeping its way in on the coast, and uh, and something popped up in Jersey, and something popped up in California, and everybody mm-hmm. be afraid because everybody needs to be afraid, and nothing ever comes of it. Do you remember the fucking Ebola thing? Yeah, they were Ebola. tracking a doctor that had Ebola fucking through manhattan going he played bowl he was went bowling last night now and, he's on a subway and what was, that was during something what was that that was during something big on the president i think right yeah it, it it always corresponds yeah and 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 this is something i'm throwing out there right now i'd like to put a more intelligent argument together with this and maybe i will and come back with actual facts but it always corresponds with something either some sort of big uh like some sort of big controversial bill that the government's trying to pass the congress is trying to pass then all of a sudden some something like this happens and then the whole world worries about that because of course they're going to worry about their safety you know zika virus that you know what that affects the babies watch out for your babies this virus is coming for your babies don't Mm -hmm. think about all the corruption and everything that's going on in the news worry about your babies people Mm -hmm. because because if you could keep your the society if you could keep civilians afraid then you could control them and that's what it is because you keep and conspiracy theory you keep in their mind on something else besides things that they should be thinking about (laughs) you know like did i leave the oven on (laughs) 
Now, I'd like. That's weird. Jim never has a second cup of coffee at home. <laughs> I would like to say that uh, I, I, I wish it would be effective if I was to say right now that if you find me dead, then it wasn't a suicide. But that doesn't work for me because I've pretty much told everybody I've ever met that I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Seriously, if we were both dead, they'd be like, well. They could probably just go back on this show and find all the instances. It would be like a long fucking cut of me just going, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Thought about killing myself. Thinking about killing myself. Over Yearly over recap. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening to the Ogre Die Fight Podcast. Go and leave a review on iTunes. Once we have 100 of them, we're going to throw a party. I don't know what else to say about that. If you want to hear more of that, you could go back and listen to every other episode. <laughs> Richie's going to be sober from here on out. Is that a proclamation? Yeah, every show. It's going to be me fucking talking. All right. In a normal voice. And uh, I'd like to, uh, real quick, say I'm sorry to that person that we took down the episode of. I guess I, I have to apologize for my part in that. It was against my better judgment to put it up, and I still put it up, and I apologize. It's all your fault, Dad. It's all Forgive. Your fault. And uh, otherwise, we love you, and we'll see you in a few short days. Surrounded by seeds, I'm lost in the trees. My thirst and hunger seem to increase. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.